Hello, hello, and welcome to the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Mellinger, a business coach for women who want to make big impact in this world. In this podcast, we will cover the business strategy behind creating aligned, authentic, and empowering service-based businesses. We'll cover the spirituality as well, all the weird, the woo, and the mindset behind showing up as your full self. And of course, we'll discuss female empowerment and embodiment to tap into all of your beautiful magic. We all have so much power, wisdom, and magic to share, but are institutionally taught not to. This podcast is your resource, your opportunity, and your support system to show up fully as the magical creature you are and to love doing it. I'm so excited and honored to be with you today, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, hello, beautiful sunshine. This week, we are talking all about liminal space, or that space between what was and what is coming into fruition. Now, I have I've experienced this multiple times in my life, but not until recently did I really have the words to explain it. It wasn't until I read the book, You Are a Goddess, by Sophie Bashford, which is absolutely amazing, and I will link it in the show notes. I am not affiliated in any way other than I freaking loved the book. But it wasn't until I was reading through this book as she goes on and describes some of the most potent goddesses around history that I was introduced to the word, or the phrase rather, liminal space. And when I found it, it was like this light bulb went off of, oh my gosh, this is, this, this is where I've been, right? This is where I've been and I just haven't been able to describe it. So that liminal space, like I said, is the space between what is or what was and what you are creating. This can happen in personal and professional life, whether it is between leaving your nine to five and starting the new life of an entrepreneur, whether it is a dark night of the soul where you are shedding old personal beliefs, habits, relationships might be ending, and turning into something new. It's oftentimes extremely scary, uncomfortable beyond imagination, and just all over not necessarily the most fun. (laughs) Liminal space tends to be plagued by um, chaotic devastation on the one side as you are shedding the old, and really beautiful new growth on the the new side as you are stepping into either a new version of yourself, a new aspect of life, um, whatever it is, right? It's the old leaving, but the new not quite being here fully. The reason that I am bringing this up in this week's episode is because I have been going through liminal space or an in-between transition for the last couple of weeks. And when I went on vacation last week with my husband, which was the first time since December of 2019 that he and I had gotten away without our dogs, it really... (laughs) It was not the vacation that I thought it was going to be. It was not the relaxing, fun exploration of new cities that I was hoping it was going to be. But it was very indicative of that transition, that shedding of the old, that stepping into the new and a little bit of destruction, right? A little bit of chaos in all of its beautiful 
messy glory. So this week's episode is going to be very much uh, a personal recollection in the attempt to really help you understand and identify any similar experiences in your life so that you don't feel alone and also to just bring more awareness to this liminal space, to this idea that just because you end something and start something new doesn't mean that it's always a fresh cut, right? It doesn't mean that, whoop, okay, you turned on to a new page and it's brand new and it's blank and it's easy and it's clean, there are still messy tendrils of the past version of you, of the former life, of the whatever it was before that may sometimes kind of stick around into the new. So if you follow me on Instagram or you're on my email list, you'll know that I have been going through a transition in my business the past couple of weeks, probably the last six weeks or so where I'm moving further from straight business strategy into more confidence, authenticity, and power. Really helping women own their power, discover who they are, and use that as a way to then build businesses, build wealth, build legacies that they want. So it's almost a a turning on its head of, You first, and then we do the business strategy versus let's dig straight into the business stuff and we'll do mindset along the way, right? So this is important because this whole transition has really come about from a personal perspective where for a long time in life, Um, Throughout most of my career in my 20s, I had this kind of dichotomy within myself where it felt like I had this extremely strategic side that I could go in and I could run a 3,000 room hotel and make millions and millions of dollars every year. And it was good, right? It was easy. It was simple. I understood it was straightforward. It was analytical. It was okay, good to go. And then you had this other side that was just this swirling mass of emotions that honestly throughout my 20s I didn't really have a good handle on because I just tamped everything down. So then in 2018 when I took a leave of absence from work for a couple of months that all kind of came to a head. The strategic side fell apart when all of the mess of emotions really came up and I had to deal with it, right? For anyone who doesn't know if this is your first episode listening, um, I took a three-month leave of absence in 2018 due to some medical issues that really came about from a complete lack of taking care of myself on a physical, mental, and emotional level. If you're interested in this story, go back to episode one. I do an introduction on that. But... In the, in the four years since, I've been working a lot through, obviously, the emotions. Therapy has been a huge help. And really learning how to regulate my nervous system and learning how to regulate and create a harmony between this incredibly emotional, uh, powerful side of me and this very straightforward analytical side. It, it very much felt like two halves of a whole being put together but not like really well blended together, literally just like plop being put together and hoping <laughs> hoping that there is a blend in the middle there. So as I have grown in my learnings, as I have continued to study and get to know my own self more, that blending became 
more realistic that blending actually became a harmony where it no longer felt like okay strategic Chrissy is on from nine to five emotional Chrissy is on on the weekends or outside of those hours and it 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 felt more natural right we all are a blend of strategy analytics creativity mess straightforward chaos whatever (laughs) ever evolving creature chaos right it was really in the earlier part of this summer when <laughs> when shit was hitting the fan in the United States as far as women's rights, human rights, all of that, that it all came to a head where again it felt like I was trying to push so much of the business strategy in my business when really what I wanted to talk about was rage, was feminine sacred rage was power was reclaiming what is ours and if you go back I believe it's episode 10 that I do a special episode it's FTD um, where I where I talk about some of that and that was really the catalyst for me to realize that I was still living a little bit of a dichotomy that wasn't well blended that I was doing all of this business strategy, which I loved, right? Like not regretting anything that I did. I loved it. I'm I'm good at it. I helped a lot of women through it. But it wasn't the purest, fullest expression of myself. There was still a lot of stuff that wasn't being tapped into from a women's empowerment, building legacies, building wealth, and really taking women up to that next level, right? As a collective, as a whole. And since then, I have been trying to figure out how to blend the two together, how to blend this this strategy, this focus on women entrepreneurs, and this rage against the machine. Let's, let's burn it down, start from scratch, build something new because what's current is no longer working. And I found that really coming into play in a lot of different aspects of my life. It wasn't just that my business focus was changing. It wasn't just that I didn't want to talk about, you know, business insurance anymore or the very, the basics of business that I wanted to talk more about the power and the confidence and owning who you are and what you want and all of that. But it was also playing out in personal aspects where I had multiple friendships of many, many years end or not necessarily end in like this big blow up thing, but just kind of quietly fade away and different relationships changed their dynamics, changed the way that I was showing up, changed what I was talking about, who I was comfortable talking to things about. It cracked me open on different levels. And I'm not, (laughs) it, it was great, right? It's been a summer of freaking transformation. And it, I thought... I thought it was done, right? I thought I was like fully in this. I had been working with my coach and my mastermind group of how to really create content around this, how to show up authentically, how to show up in power, how to to reclaim some of that dark feminine power. I was reading more about it, learning more about different goddesses, different aspects of dark feminine power. And I still felt like something was missing. I still was having a hard time articulating content around it 
to the point that I was no longer consistent with my content, that I had a couple of weeks where I would put out reels every other day, interspersed with carousels, interspersed with lives, and then I would have a week where I almost felt like it was forced to show up. So I didn't because that's not authentic. I don't show up if I don't if I don't want to, if I don't have that calling, that drive to really do it. There's no force here, right? We're not doing that. We're not putting ourselves into a place where we have to show up for the sake of we have to fucking show up. No, we're not doing that anymore. So there is definitely still this struggle of, okay, I kind of have an idea of what I want to talk about, but I don't necessarily know how to articulate it. So I'm going to talk about confidence because that is a part of it. But it really wasn't touching on the power, the authenticity, the legacy, the up-leveling of a collective. So we're going about through the end of summer, working through all of this, because this was not like a two-day process. This was a a multiple-month process. Figuring out what this looks like, leaning into it, doing lots of journaling about it. It was a lot of conversations (laughs) with a lot of different people from my husband to my dogs. No, they didn't talk back. Don't worry. To my coach, mastermind sisters, all of that, friends of mine, etc. And I thought this vacation at the end of August where we, you know, my husband and I were getting away for the first time in a while together was going to be this like really nice, relaxing, quiet, we're going to go explore a new city, check out some new stuff. And it was going to be great, right? It was going to allow me to completely, uh, completely just like unplug and then I'd come back and everything would be great and I'd have this huge revelation, da, da, da. Yeah, so (laughs) this whole summer has been liminal space. This whole summer has been the transition, that time in between, that space in between where it's not quite the old and it's not quite the new and you're just kind of sitting there and you're floating and it feels like you don't necessarily have a good anchor in any of it. My therapist described it in the best way imaginable for me at least was it's almost as if you are you know those like docks in the water that float like not the big permanent ones but the like long skinny wooden ones that float out they're like all the pictures in like a typical lake picture where someone is sitting at the end of the pier with their dog that's what I'm talking about so it's almost like you are on a couple different ones of those where none of them are necessarily anchored in like they float with the tide as it goes in and out and the waves as they come up and down but not only are you on like two of those right one leg on each it's almost like you're a spider where you've got eight different legs in different directions and they're all on different floating piers and that's what liminal space is that I thought shout out to Sammy for coming up with that that explanation of it, that depiction of it, because that's exactly what it felt like all summer. And this is not this is not the first time I've been in this period of transition, but this is the most recent and I honestly want to say one of the most powerful. So it almost feels like you're this spider that you've got all these different things and legs all over the place and none of them are on the same footing. So you're like just kind of flexing <laughs> the whole time. So this is where I've been for the last couple months. 
go on this vacation where my husband and I beforehand we were like okay we need this we individually need to get away we collectively want to get away together and just like have fun right just have some fucking fun and unplug and not worry about anything cool so we're we're pretty decent travelers I'm not gonna say that we're the best travelers but we're pretty decent we're pretty flexible every single day that we were gone something went suboptimally right not quite wrong but there were inconveniences throughout the entire trip whether it was my luggage getting caught in the rain from being on the plane when they you know were dealing with the cargo and some of my clothes getting wet because there is one single tooth on my suitcase uh, zipper that is broken and apparently enough rain had gotten in that it like actually got several pieces of clothing wet to taking a taxi that we're not actually sure was legal and paying almost double even though it was like a named taxi car so those were kind of the start of things and then just little things throughout the trip so little things right little things that on their own wouldn't really be that big of a deal like it would be annoying sure but I was able to hang my clothes up at the hotel and they dried for the most part and then my husband we were in a different we traveled a couple different cities for this trip and we decided instead of getting an uber that we would just walk the little bit under a mile from a bus station for our hotel in a new city only for my husband's suitcase wheel to break a couple blocks in okay Again, annoying, but not a huge deal. He's got one of the four-wheeled suitcases for another wheel to break a couple of blocks later. Okay. So then he started carrying it, you know, switching arms, carrying it with the handle, only to get to the hotel and realize that half of the handle was almost out of the suitcase because of the weight of it after walking like half a mile with it okay again still not a huge deal but this is day three of things going wrong okay whatever that's fine so then the big one the big one we spent multiple hours in an emergency room because my husband who routinely gets bitten by mosquitoes and they blow up from an allergic reaction his entire ring finger started to swell which then led into his pinky swelling which then started to go up his hand so we are in the toronto freaking emergency room after going to three different urgent cares either they weren't staffed they weren't open or at 10 o'clock in the morning they weren't accepting new patients finally made it to an emergency room waited four hours which I'm not complaining about this. Like, I understand that four hours is a relatively average slash possibly even short length of time to sit in an emergency room in a COVID world. So we're sitting there in a foreign country and we're just like, what the fuck? It's day three. Things have been going wrong. We are both so scared because we don't know what's happening. His hand continues to swell this whole time. We don't know, you know, like 
we've never gone to a hospital, let alone an emergency room in a foreign country. We don't know how it's going to work to pay. We don't know what's happening. What happens if he needs, right? All these thoughts are going on in my head or in both of our heads. And we're sitting there and we, we can't even like hold hands, right? Because they have the little plexiglass dividers between all of the different chairs. So we're sitting there not touching each other, can't barely hear each other because of all the other people in the room and it sucked all I could think about was I know he's gonna be okay I know like whatever is gonna happen it's gonna be okay he's not having any other symptoms other than his hand and his fingers are swelling what the fuck like what why this is supposed to be vacation. This is supposed to be our time to unplug together and relax and rest and play. Like, why is this happening? And this is where I'm really proud of current day Chrissy because I reached out to some of my soul sisters in my mastermind and a couple of different friends to tell them what was going on, to tell them like, hey, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Send positive vibes. Whereas I feel like even Chrissy from a year ago would not have reached out, would have just like, quote unquote, sucked it up and dealt with it, which really honestly meant just like tamp it down and don't tell anyone. So again, I've talked in multiple episodes about the power of community. Find yourself a community like this is this is a non-negotiable, whether you are in an whether you are an entrepreneur get yourself a business community or you're just a human being get yourself a handful of people you don't have to have 50,000 friends just go find yourself a handful of people that you can send a message to and be like I am freaking the fuck out and they are going to answer you back right and got some got some great love thank you for all the wonderful friends that I reached out to who responded to me and really just sat there and continued to try and figure out what the fuck the meaning of this was like how what was the silver lining here so finally found out he had cellulitis everything is fine don't worry he is on antibiotics um his hand is back to normal but like that was (laughs) that was day three of a six-day trip so the rest of that day we were just like went back to the hotel, rested. He, I think he slept a little bit, just existed, like just totally zoned out, watched TV, played on our phone, slept, like relaxed, rested, not relaxed. That was not a relaxing day in any way. And then the rest of the trip was uphill from there. <laughs> was We weren't done with the emergency rooms. His hand started to stop swelling and to go back down to normal size relatively quickly after going on the antibiotic and icing it and doing a lot of different things things still kept going wrong things still kept going suboptimally whether it was me getting bit up by I don't even know what thinking it was bed bugs and then fleas and like still not having any idea of what it was that bit the hell out of two of my fingers worrying about that worrying if I was then going to go to the emergency room to a restaurant messing up an order that John had had for dinner to like all, all these different things just like going suboptimally so finally it's Saturday 
we our initial plan was to hang out in Toronto all day, do a museum, get some food, go to a market, and then take an 8 p.m. bus back to Buffalo, New York. We were done. We were exhausted. We were tired. And we honestly just wanted to go the fuck home. So we decided, like, let's see if there's an earlier bus or a train or something that we can get that we can at least get that back to Buffalo earlier, hang out in the hotel and just like exist. No, no more sightseeing, no more being in a strange city, like just Buffalo is a strange city too, but just like going back home, you know, like we were just done. It, It was time to go home. So we go to the bus station to see if there's a, an earlier bus to take to see if we can change our tickets, refund, exchange, etc. The And it, it just wasn't happening. The company that we had purchased through does not have employees on site. Um, really shitty refund exchange policy, blah, blah, blah. So we talked to this guy and he's like, well, you can buy another, you know, you can just buy another bus ticket. It's going to be about $80. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, let's, yeah, that's fine. I take out my credit card and my husband, my dear, sweet, amazing husband, who has kept his cool and has stayed level-headed through most of this, said he goes well if I just order it on my phone can we avoid the three percent transaction charge on the credit card or the conversion fee or whatever it was and I just looked at him with if looks could kill kill right it was one of those looks if looks could kill and I was like I don't care like let's just pay for it here he already has everything in the computer and the employee who was a very nice gentleman I went to like literally went to stick my credit card in the machine and he put his hand over the covering and he just looked at my husband and he's like, actually, let's talk about that for a second. I was fucking pissed. My like whole feminine rage, you're not going to talk to my husband over me. You're going to da da da. All of it came through and I like just looked at my husband like I'm about to go off and lose my shit on this guy. And the guy started to laugh, literally like started to laugh at me. And (laughs) for any women out there listening, I am, I can almost guarantee you've had this feeling where you are so angry, where your emotions are so close to the fucking surface that you just start crying, right? You can't even, you can't even scream or yell or articulate. You just start crying. That's what happened. I'm in this freaking bus station. This man is laughing at me. I don't know if he was or not. That's what it looked like. That's what it felt like to me that he was laughing at me. And I just started bawling and I walked away and I can hear him talking to my husband and whatever. And they, they figured it out. My dear sweet husband saved us the three percent transaction fee or foreign whatever the fuck it was and super grateful for him like let me let me point out I am very grateful for that so long story somewhat shorter we finally get the train or we get a new bus that leaves in like an hour and a half we're gonna get in to our hotel 20 minutes after our initial bus would have left Toronto so everything worked out from that perspective But it was just so much. It was so much stress. It was so much 
why is this why does this keep happening right why does why did the guy laugh at me what was so funny about this situation that he thought that that was the appropriate response was to laugh at the woman who's very obviously upset and it it worked out but it was that kind of stuff throughout this entire trip which then continued on the last day because goodness forbid we get one day right now I go through all this detail because I think it's important to understand that all of these little things actually did serve a purpose and I'm never going to be one of those people or at least I hope I'm never one of those people who is like everything works out for a reason and everything is great and like all these great lessons in your life like it's okay everything's gonna be great no now I do believe that things work for you I do believe that God and source and spirit all are working in your favor but some things are not gonna ever feel good right no I cannot fully tell you what the purpose of my husband sitting in a freaking Canadian emergency room for four plus hours in the middle of our trip I can't tell you what that purpose was. I can't tell you why things had to go wrong every single day. But I can tell you looking back and even in the middle of it, post-emergency room, post-understanding that he would be truly okay, that I realized that all of this was shedding old patterns So I share this because I think it's helpful to be able to bring the parallels in, right? There was so much change and transformation in my life, in myself personally, and in my business this summer that it that I I was still moving in this liminal space, right? Still in this period of transition and All this stuff that had gone quote unquote wrong on vacation, not not saying that I loved all of it, um, not even trying to put a positive spin on it of everything happens for a reason. I do think things in life happen for you, but that doesn't mean that it's an immediate for you and that doesn't mean it doesn't fucking suck along the way, right? And these, what happened last week was all like pretty minor stuff, pretty minor inconveniences. Um, even, even the ER visit, like my husband's hand is fine. But it was looking back and even in the midst of most of it, I was able to see it as shedding, shedding old patterns, shedding old behaviors, shedding old ways of being. For instance, right, I talked about how we booked a different bus that was only a couple hours earlier than our original bus to get out of one city into the next city and like feel like we were closer to getting home, you know. And there is a part of me that said that this is stupid. It makes no sense to spend $80 to get on a different bus, to only get in a couple of hours earlier. Like, this is stupid. We should just spend our time here. 
we initially had this plan that we were going to do all these fun things on Saturday and then we were going to finish off and blah, 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 right? So not only was there this expectation that we already spent the money, right? So we shouldn't spend more money doing it. There is also this con- this continued behavior of people pleasing. Now, most of the time we think of people pleasing in terms of other people, whether it's our partners, our children, our parents, our clients, our, our bosses, whatever it is, it tends to be other people, right? Doing things, sacrificing your needs and desires to prioritize someone else's. You can also people please past versions of yourself. So for instance, in this specific case, previous Chrissy had agreed with previous husband that we were going to buy the 8 p.m. tickets, we were going to have this whole full day planned, and then we were going to go, and that was what we were decided, right? Our priority before was to pack as much into our last day in a new city as we could. So current Chrissy, right, on Saturday, current Chrissy was like, I set this expectation. I really need to honor the money that we already plunked down. I need to honor that commitment that I made to myself, that my husband made, that we made collectively. And had we decided to hang out for another few hours, being absolutely miserable, just being over all of it, it would have been miserable, right? There would have been no good to actually come out of that. We would would have just been cranky and miserable and even gotten into Buffalo way too late to eat anything, right? Way too late to actually enjoy any of that evening. By breaking that pattern, by deciding that my current need to get the fuck out of Toronto and my current desire to get a little bit closer to going home was more important than a previous commitment that I had made was breaking the pattern. It was no longer people-pleasing past versions of myself. It was now prioritizing current needs, current wants, current goals. Current goal is to get the fuck back to the United States, to get into the last leg of our journey. And that realization was one of the most profound shifts that I've had this summer. So I talked about how this whole summer has been this period of growth and personal change and evolution and coming more into my own and showing up as the leader I want to be and the leader I want to see and the leader that women need, right? But there have also been habits that have or cycles that have been continuing this whole summer that I've allowed to continue of people pleasing other people and also past versions of myself of trying to force programs into fruition because that was what I had wanted to do in May or in June right of trying to push a certain offer that I no longer felt super excited about instead of just tweaking it and making changes and adjustments to it because that's what people were used to. That it came into really hyper focus on my, (laughs) what was supposed to be a fun, relaxing vacation to help me really understand that 
I was still in this liminal space, that I was still in this transition of the old to the new because I wasn't shedding all of the old patterns, all of the old beliefs, and all the old self-sabotaging behaviors. So no, not every single inconvenience that happened was because of people pleasing, but it came up. I was able to realize that the pattern was of not prioritizing myself. It was prioritizing being frugal in certain aspects. It was prioritizing trying to bookend a vacation to have symbolism instead of just allowing it to flow. And it was more about trying to squeeze in as much as possible instead of allowing there to be that freedom and that spaciousness Instead of this spaciousness that I know I need, (laughs) that I crave every day, that is a big part of the life that I am creating. And it was really one of those, you ever have those lessons or those learnings in life where it like, you know that you've been learning it and it keeps coming up. So you're learning all the different angles of it but you like aren't quite sure you've actually mastered it and then all of a sudden you just get this like boom slap in the fucking head that really finishes off the lesson for you (laughs) that like really lets you see oh okay I understand now I understand why this keeps coming up because as much as I have been learning it as much as I have been learning the prioritization As much as I've been learning the authenticity, the empowerment, the claiming of self, there are still these little things that even I, as as an authenticity coach, overlooked, oversaw, was blinded to, didn't recognize, didn't bring my awareness to, and... While the trip was not was not the trip that we had anticipated, it really did serve amazing impact. It really did serve an amazing purpose of helping me see the ways that I was still holding on to the old. Because when you're in the liminal space, I like to say that there are two aspects to it. So there's the aspect of stuff has to happen, right? Things in the universe have to align, come into fruition, change, tweak, adjust. You have to change, tweak, adjust, evolve, and grow to like have everything in the new settle into place. And that takes time, right? As, as amazing manifestors as we are, as amazing as the universe supports us, We still live in 3D reality where that stuff takes time to shift into being. And that's where a lot of people focus on of like, I'm just going to manifest this harder. I'm just going to exist in the here and now and like know that it's coming and all this stuff. But you're not necessarily taking a look at the other aspect of it, of are you really fully letting go of the old or are you still holding on to small bits of it either intentionally or because you haven't brought your awareness to it because you haven't 
intentionally looked for it. And when you're holding on to those old patterns, those old beliefs, those old habits, it makes it a lot harder to shift into the new. It doesn't make it impossible, but it makes it a lot harder to fully separate out the old and step into that new because you always have this like tendril. I kind of see it as this like vine growing up your leg and holding you a little bit and it really it like holds you down and it anchors you and it's this heavy weight that makes it a lot harder to go into the new right you're like dragging this big long thing with you where if you bring your awareness if you shine your light onto all these possible shadow pieces all these possible self-sabotaging acts beliefs thoughts process behaviors habits you shine a light on it and it goes away right you bring your awareness to it you work through it you say thank you no thank you and then you are vine free you're anchor free you're weight free and you get to really fully shift into the new and (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to leave you with that, not really tying it up because I want you to take from this the lesson of looking at your own self whenever you are in a liminal space or that transition period between the old and the new that is coming, that you're building. And really make sure that you're bringing your awareness to all of those vines or those anchors and weights that may be holding you back, that may be making it harder to get into the new. That's the first lesson. (laughs) And then the second lesson is that the liminal space is there for a reason. So as much as I, part of me, a small part of me, wishes that this summer that it didn't take the whole summer for me to like really step into this authenticity this power this we're gonna change the fucking world in a really strong impactful holy shit visible as hell kind of way it wouldn't have the same impact it wouldn't have the same meaning and it wouldn't have that same soul connection If all of a sudden I woke up one day and was this brand new person, right, it would feel unnatural because I didn't go through the learning, through the growing, through the uncomfortability of it all. So if you are in that liminal space right now, if you are struggling with understanding why it's taking so long, one, try and be grateful for it. Try and find an ounce of gratitude because as much as you want there to be an easy button that just boop pushes you to the next side, right? A fairy godmother to come in and give you the dress and the shoes and like magic you away to the dance. It feels a hell of a lot better when you do it. When you do the work, when you go through the growth and the evolution, it's messy, absolutely, but it feels, you earn it, right? It's a different feeling when you earn it versus when you're given it. 
So I encourage you if you're in this liminal space to seek out gratitude for it in some aspect and continue to seek out and practice that gratitude and that appreciation for it until you're on the other side. And then continue because now you're on the other side. Like you did that. Universe and God supported you, but you did that. And then also to really take a look at where you may be delaying the next piece, where you may be self-sabotaging it, even within that liminal space. I hope this episode was not just me ranting about my vacation, but was instead a really personal reflection on liminal space, on the power of overcoming people-pleasing tendencies, especially, oh my goodness, especially in regards to your own self, and really just taking time out to appreciate your own power and realizing that on every level and every relationship dynamic and in all aspects of your life. If you've got any questions, as always, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Chrissy Mallinger or connect on my website. I hope you have a beautiful, pleasant day and there's going to be much more goodness coming in the next few weeks about liminal space, about tapping into goddess power, tapping into those creatures of power that have come before that are here with us now and that we can all learn from. Have a good one and I will see you next week. Alrighty, so there we have it for this week's episode of the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. It has been my pleasure being here with you today. If you've got any questions of any sort, go ahead and find me on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger or submit a form through my website, chrissymellinger.com, and I will get back to you personally. Otherwise, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more like it, be sure to subscribe, follow, and submit a review so I can make sure that the good stuff keeps on coming. Can't wait to be back with you next week. Enjoy your day.